Decoders. This is Chris Kidd and John May. We are back again, but we're in a podcast version. So this is episode five of our digital decode deep dive. And we bring this to you in a podcast version because we definitely wanted to um, change up our style and how we um, communicate these um, more in-depth conversations with you to be more conversational and to also just be a place where we have more dialogue and everything is just not so scripted um, because, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier and more um, transparent that way, I would say. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we wanted to just be able to come to you in, in any form and, and just as, I guess, consciously and, and, and open as possible. With that, we want to jump into our topic today. And it's very heavy, but absolutely necessary because so much has changed in 2020, um, not just in the media landscape, but with the country, the, the world as a whole due to a number of things. But this one specifically, we want to talk about how the impact of Black Lives Matter, the death of George Floyd, Ahmaud Avery, Brianna Taylor, and so many more has affected the landscape of media and advertising, and specifically how it has impacted black businesses as a whole. You've probably seen a lot of advertisers actually speak up and making actual statements and if where they stand as a company for Black Lives Matters. But is that enough? We've seen Nike do it. We've seen Coca-Cola do it. We've seen Walmart, a lot of Target. brands do it. A lot mm-hmm. of um, apparel brands they, that they stand up and support. But is it enough? Is it is it just saying that, hey, I'm here right now? Is it a trend? Mm-hmm. What What's actually being done to help make this change? The statement alone is a first step for a lot of companies who mm-hmm. have done absolutely um, nothing to address it prior to that. Um, in fact, I, I won't speak to their name specifically here, but I can speak to companies I worked for prior to where I work now that now have messages of solidarity when back when uh, the prior killings in, I want to say it was like 2016, took place with the rapid succession of, um, gosh, what is his name? Uh, Ferguson. Yeah, so in my opinion, I think that um, it's definitely not enough. Yeah. Um, I think overall we have uh, seen a lot of people express that online, that just a statement by itself is not enough. I think a statement is a first step, but definitely when it's coming from companies, um, one specifically, I won't name it, but that I worked for that um, didn't do a lot when a lot of its black employees were um, talking about the issues around Mike Brown mm-hmm. and that responses we got from coworkers were essentially that you know everybody's going through something or how do you think the police feel about it or you know right there's other issues going on in the world that it takes more than just a statement of solidarity now because a lot of people know how you've responded to things in the past and so i think it's a first step but it is a very small first step Got it. No, I completely agree. I think that is a, it is a first step, but um, it's, a, it's a first step in the right direction because it's having the conversation being told, right? So with that being said, a lot of advertisers, they are now speaking of the conversation. They're not mm-hmm. talking about it, but what more can they do? And I'm excited and I'm, and I'm interested to see where that conversation goes moving forward because, you know, mm-hmm. you can always have a conversation, but what's, but how do your employees feel? How do your, um, right. how do your, um, how do your stakeholders feel about it? Are they just saying something just to say it or are they actually saying something because they really stand behind it? Right. And, and I, I think oh, even within that, I think I agree that it's still, it's a, still a huge deal because mm-hmm. I think, um, there are a lot of companies that suffered for not saying anything. Yeah. And that is definitely not the right direction to go in either. Yeah. Um, particularly if you're a business who's, in, who's not only employees, but customers 
at a majority level might be minorities. For mm-hmm. example, if you think about a Walmart or um, even Amazon from an employee, employee standpoint, as far as its, its actual um, factory level employees and, and actual employees that work inside the actual um, stores or the restaurants or whatever business it may be, if you're not speaking out for them, that in itself is an issue. So yeah, I agree with you there. First steps are great, but you know, again, we I think I think what we want to see as consumers and like as just as as even like investors or people who want to even invest in companies, like what have you done mm-hmm. so that we know that this person has or this company has been like an active ally for the um the message the messaging behind Antone and the conversations behind Black Lives Matters. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that um, like we said in the opening there that um, having an opinion is is definitely been better than not having one at all and it's so it's so funny that you mentioned having an opinion because that brings us in the next co- topic of the conversation that's happening right now as we speak where um facebook pretty much has had a lot of heat with um uh, allowing ads to be seen or to be shown during a lot of hate speech conversations Earlier this month in June, Facebook said that they will not be removing um, any hate speech from their platform. And then um, as of recently, a lot of um, companies like the North Face and Unilever, they have been pulling back millions of dollars, which has been um, which has now resulted into a boycott where a lot of advertisers are not Mm -hmm. spending money during the month of July and going into August and probably into the next six months because of what's happening right now. With that being said, um, John, do you think that um, pulling back digital ad spend on Facebook is doing enough? Do you think that mm-hmm. that is like basically another way that advertisers are saying, "Hey, Black Lives Matters"? Um, these um, the voting re- regulations and you know mm-hmm. restrictions like this matters as well. And the fact that this is still being promoted on a platform that we invest so much money onto, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to pull back on that. Do you think that that's like something that's that's enough or like a starting conversation? So I think it is definitely a starting conversation. So from a financial standpoint with Facebook specifically, we can't, um, a lot of advertisers are not going to tell you how much money they spend no. on platforms. And a lot of platforms that get advertising money are not going to tell you how much they make from individual companies. So we'll never know what that money is. But what we do know is that Facebook's overall market value, its value based off its stocks, has dropped by $56 billion. It has dropped. Um, so there's definitely a shareholder impact that's taking place. Um, and shareholders are going to respond to advertisers when advertisers at a company like Facebook make up 75% of your revenue. So I definitely think that it is a smart step. I think it is a step that has been asked for for mm-hmm. way too long. And, and now it's it's cool to take action on it. So um, I don't want to discount them for taking the action, but I do want to chastise them a little bit for taking as long as they did. I agree. I think it's a little ingenuous just seeing how... Uh, or disingenuous was the word. Yeah. Disingenuous. <laughs> yeah. Disingenuous. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so it's a little disingenuous when, you know, a company stands so wholeheartedly behind what mm-hmm. they've said. And then now a week later, after your advertisers are now pulling back so much money to, to the point where it's going to impact not only your brand, your business, but mm-hmm. it's going to impact your legacy. And, mm-hmm. and, exp- and, that's also another stressful time coming, you know, in 2020. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I think it's disingenuous when Facebook is now saying, okay, JK, we're now going to 
change our hate speech reg- regulate our hate speech policy now. Yeah, so I think it to was to be in favor of the conversations that's happening. Yeah, I think it was the Friday of us speaking to this. Yes. Um, on uh, today being the twenty eighth, I think it was on the twenty fifth that Mark Zuckerberg finally mm-hmm. came out and said, "Okay, maybe we will make a few little yeah, changes." Everybody, calm you know, down. We'll, we'll do a little bit of something <laughs> after our our stock dropped and we lost fifty six billion dollars. Right, but um, I think that it kind of you know puts into question Facebook's place in. Uh, in society as far as uh, big tech and advertising goes. So yeah. um, definitely something can, to consider as an entrepreneur, um, whether you feel like right now is the right time to advertise on Facebook, um, might be something to consider um, from a PR perspective. And um, it might just also be a time to look at what other avenues there are out there for um, you to invest your dollars. Well, I can tell you what's happening in the marketplace right now. And this is some great insight for our listeners right now. Um, so, Decoders, if you if you aren't in the advertising space right now, a lot of advertisers, as we mentioned before, are taking their money that they've had allocated for July for Facebook, and they're allocating that money to other social platforms. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn, Twitter, anywhere else. Anywhere, they can't, anywhere where they're choosing to boycott Facebook right now, they're going to put that money into other platforms. With that being said, those same advertisers aren't directly saying this to Facebook because they know that they're taking a stand in a statement that might bite them in the ass later down the road. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, it's also a little bit, you know, disingenuous when you see quiet companies who have not really said a statement for Black Lives Matters, Mm -hmm. but they're also saying we're not going to spend on Facebook either. It's just Mm -hmm. like you can't really be a neutral partner in this situation because like Facebook was trying to be, it's still got to them as well yeah and just to speak a little bit on that just for some context there so this is facebook's argument yes. not saying i agree with it but essentially they have two reasons for their argument one is that they believe that the opinions of certain people should be shared no matter what they are no matter how wrong how racist how insensitive they may be for example whether you like them or not the president had a very controversial post that he made on facebook what was facebook it? um i think it was the one around him Spinning around loot, the story, or something like that. One? Um, well, the the looting and shooting that was on Twitter, which Twitter oh, okay. um, got a little heat because they didn't take it down, but they gave like a little caveat on the bottom. Got but it. Facebook's was it was a video of I, a lot of people saw it. Um, I've been out for maybe a year or two around a, like a black little black boy and a little white boy running to each other and giving them a hug, mm. and he switched the video around to show the black boy running from the uh, white boy and putting the headline that you know black kid runs from white racist white kid or whatever. And just trying to basically try to make it into this is what, you know, this is how people are spinning stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it came off as disingenuous. The, the dad of the kid, both the dads of the kids were like, we don't want to be associated with right. this. Um, and Facebook was one of the only ones that was like, we're not going to we're not going to address Police this at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so that caused some issues. And then just the other is that there's a lot of private hate groups that use Facebook to communicate with each other across the country. Um, and that Facebook has not taken them down because its argument is that. In order for free speech to exist um, everywhere, it must exist anywhere Mm -hmm. in that we must have, you know, the KKK and White Lives Matter and whoever else wants to be on there. If we're also going to have Black Lives Matter and other social justice groups that in order to be fair, we have to allow them to stay on there. And I think we talked about this a little bit, too, which I honestly believe. And again, this is my opinion, um, not speaking for for anyone else I may work for or, or do work with, but I think it probably is also going to be the end of the reign of Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. I think he has had a lot of missteps. I think he mm-hmm. is a was a great leader in the early ages of Facebook mm-hmm. for being smart and innovative and, and pretty rigid in his, his mindset about things. And I think now that's yeah. become a problem, particularly around this. Um, and I think that um, the, the shareholders are going to, 
start asking for someone different because the advertisers already seem to be. Um, and they're going to probably bring in someone who's a little bit more corporate minded, a little bit more traditional for Facebook as it becomes a more mature company to to think about the PR implications of a lot of the decisions they've been making. Completely agree. I think that this is, um, you know, this is a very a changing point in history, social mm-hmm. media history, even media history. So I think that this is there's going to definitely have to be change in the leadership, um, not from a diversity perspective, but also in just like a more like a more put the people who 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 does this whose mm-hmm. jobs who who know mm-hmm. that this is their job put those people in those positions so that they can help redirect the conversation and i just thought of something too imagine if imagine this now this would be a huge move for facebook if they did it and i i could see it happening but i could also see um some leadership including zuckerberg disagreeing imagine if they hired a person of color as a ceo of a company as big and as powerful mm-hmm. as facebook that would be an extremely Good luck. Because we're talking about, think about it, we're talking about all this now about, mm-hmm. for example, with Joe Biden. I know it's political politics, but a lot of people are pushing him to pick a woman of color as his vice president. Yes. Imagine if corporations were forced, felt like they needed to pick a CEO of color um, to lead their companies. That could make a huge difference perception-wise, too. A huge difference. And it'll also be, like, you know, more more transparency as far as, like, you know, where Facebook is going in the age of Black Lives Matters, you know? Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up our conversation for today. And to our decoders who are listening out there, we wanted to just like recap and give you the, the key takeaways. One, invest in PR, public relations. Absolutely. Those will be the people who will help save mm-hmm. your brand perception in, in these sensitive times right now. Mm-hmm. We also um, talked about picking a side. You cannot be a company with all this um, resources and with all this significance or impact in the world, and you are very neutral. You have to either choose you're on side A or side B, you really can't stay neutral because when you stay neutral like Facebook, you see how this decision how they reneged on their decision as it as to remove hate speech or to keep hate speech on their platform. They reneged on it, and now people are still pulling back money because it comes right. off as in, um, disingenuous. And now they have no fans. Like, I mean, I'm, I don't want anybody to be on the side of Blue Lives Matter, but right. at least that's the position that you take, and if you take it, you're going to get fans and you're going to get haters, but you're going to get fans. Facebook has no fans. <laughs> at all. And when you take in their other, um, uh, their other hiccups that we talked about, that also, you know is like another like slap in the face you know Mm -hmm. to the people who are really trying to keep facebook to be the top of the top social platforms do we think facebook is this is the end of facebook no completely not the end of facebook but this does create an opportunity for other social platforms to step up where facebook has um not been so great on Mm -hmm. but it also does give facebook to take this time to invest and rebrand um instagram so Mm -hmm. that they can still not only one remain at the top but two also show like you know we're still the top Mm -hmm. players in this game and although we um, messed up in our um brand perception we're still the number one social platform and i think on that end for you as well maybe look at the opportunities to take advantage of some of these newer social platforms i think um, even we've talked about this earlier that, you know, don't follow every trend that pops up. Like, no. for example, if we had told you to put all your money in Vine a few years ago, that would have been a mistake. But I think now with this or happening... Just support Jesse Smollett. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think now with this happening, for example, TikTok and Snapchat do offer some opportunities. Um, YouTube's been around for a while, but it offers some opportunities there, too. Yes. Like, this is the perfect time to make sure you don't put all your eggs in one basket, for sure. 
and it also just shows you to just re- utilize all your resources yeah. you know you definitely rely on public relations definitely rely on HR definitely rely on your you know diversity and read, inclusion groups read your comments <laughs> on your social media yes. platforms don't ignore people when they have opinions they will share them they will and share they them. will share the fact that you didn't respond to them exactly and that is all about brand perception and that's something that you definitely want to keep high because at the end of the day your name is all you have that's right all right, decoders. That's it for this um, our first deep code, deep dive podcast style. Right. We will be on Spotify and a few other podcast yeah, platforms. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Google Podcasts, uh, Pity Podcasts, whatever they are. We will uh, try to be on all of them. In the meantime, you can make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to our um, YouTube channel where you can see the rest of our Deep Code, Deep Dives, and visual format. And you can also see us on Instagram at digital underscore decode. Later. Peace.